Hi, and welcome back to 180 with Morna. So today in front of me, I have two individual packs of planters, nuts mix, and I have one unopened packaged um, tin of Altoids. And you may say, okay, why do you have those things? And um, why are you making mention of those? Um, Basically because those are the items that I have been holding on to since my dad was in the hospital. Um, One day we were at the, I was at the hospital staying with him and he had mentioned about how, you know, he, he likes nuts and stuff and um, you know, how my sister gave him a big tin of it, and it was just too much, and he doesn't like to waste, but it was just too much for him to finish, and, um, he's like, you know, I just want the individual size, so I just happened to have a couple of individual size nut mixes here at the house, and I had his favorite mints, which is Altoids, the peppermint, and so I had put it in my car so that I wouldn't forget to give it to him. So the next time I went to the hospital, I took it with me, but I forgot to take it out. And I told him, I was like, oh, dad, I had nuts for you and some mints. I was like, I have to bring it up next time because I had offered to go downstairs and get it. He's like, no, no, it's okay. I was like, okay, well, when I come, um, I think my next day was like two days later to go visit him. I was like, when I come my next time, I was like, I'm going to bring those. He said, okay. Well, the next time I went, he was not able to eat them. Um, He had gone on a special diet, and so he just wasn't able to have that at the time. And um, they had to put him on the BiPAP, and his oxygen was so low that um, they had to feed him just liquids so that he could just real quick eat while they took it off and then put it right back on. And then he would take off the mask to eat and then put it right back on so that he wouldn't drop too low. Um, and today as I was driving, I opened up my my um, dashboard and, or I'm sorry, my glove compartment and I seen those in there and it just got me to thinking about, you know, the things that we hold on to and how do we let go of those things that we tend to hold on to to remind us of that reminds us of the past. Sometimes it reminds us of good things and sometimes, you know, we hold on to things that remind us of bad and of trauma. And um, so that's what I want to talk about today with you guys. It's just why do we hold on to those things and how do we let go? How do we let go of the past? How How do we free ourselves? Well, let's first talk about why. Why do we hold on to the past why do we hold on to things that sometimes are not good memories or sometimes are not healthy for us and let's face it one reason could be because we're just afraid we're afraid of the unknown we're used to what pained us we're used to what our memory takes us to you know it's what we've uh, sometimes known our whole life or a good part of it And even though it caused us suffering or caused us, um, you know, some kind of pain, we realized that letting go could be scary. Life is unpredictable. 
and knowing what to expect is reassuring you know i mean if there's any control freaks out there or people who like to know you know the ins and outs of things like i do um that's hard for us to do things that are that lead us into unknown it's it's hard for us sometimes to to do un you know to face things and and have to face it without knowing what's going to happen. Like I like to what my I like to know what my tomorrow looks like. I like to know what, you know, okay, in in this amount of time and this many months, like I want this goal reached and I want this to be done. I like to have like somewhat of a like kind of a guide map. I don't like to go into things blindly. I get nervous about those things. So maybe that's where you're at. At least, you know, with the current pain or the current things you're you're holding on to, you know what to expect, right? So that's you're like, I, I just want to know what to expect. Well, unconsciously, you don't even know, but you've confused who you are with your past. And we have to remember we are not our past. We are not our past. We are not who we were 10 years ago. We are not who we were 10 months ago. And we're not who we were 10 days ago. And we're not who we are who we were 10 hours ago. We are not our past. That mistake you made 10 minutes ago, it's no longer who you are. That's not who you are. It was a mistake because it's not who you are. It was something that happened to you. It was a traumatic event, but that's not who you are. We can't let our past define us and tell us who we are because we are not our past. Another reason we may keep on, keep holding on to things is because we believe that our pain will protect us. You know, if I hold, it's a, it's a thought, like if I hold on to this painful experience, I can keep it from happening again. It's sometimes, you know, um, like for instance, when I even think about, you know, just the whole, um, the whole COVID thing and, you know, how my dad got it and how it stemmed from me from being sick and not knowing. And, and so, you know what, I went to Florida recently and I did not go to my, uh, my mom's at all I I stood home after Florida I, you know of course I um interacted with others who were okay with it but I was like I am not interacting with my mom because I do not want what happened last time to happen again um and so I felt like you know oh I've learned from my past it's gonna if I keep on reminding myself of this it's gonna keep me keep it from happening again and even though those may be good intentions that are motivating me like to think this way, I'm unconsciously doing more harm because I'm reliving this. I'm I'm living in the present through the past. I'm reliving these memories and I'm setting myself up for more unhappiness because I'm just thinking of all the shame. I'm thinking about all the things that I should have, would have, could have done, but I didn't. If I would have only taken this much precaution the first time. If I would have only done this the right the first time. Do not live in the present through your past. And guys, I am speaking to myself. And not just to you. But another reason that some people may want to hold on to the past. Because they want to punish their perpetrator. You want to hurt the person that talked about you. You want to make them feel what you felt. You want to, the person who harmed you, the person who, who traumatized you, who, who did harm to you, who hurt you, who touched you inappropriately, the person who stained your name, 
You want them to understand how excruciating it felt. But punishing the perpetrator may feel good for a second. It may feel good, you know, to, oh, yeah, I seen them go down. They now know what it feels like. It happened to, it feels good for that moment. But guess what? It only reinforces your pain in the long run. There's a saying saying, uh, an eye for an eye makes the world go blind. And that's exactly what would happen if everyone did an eye for an eye. Everyone would be going blindly in this world. And you end up giving power away instead of keeping it for yourself. So don't end up giving your power away. And don't keep yourself chained up. But instead, forgive. You gotta forgive. But how do we actually let go of the past? So those are some reasons why we may hold on to the past. But how do we do this? Lorna, how do I how do I get through this? How do I let go of the past? How do I let go of these of these ways that I have just held on to all these years? How do I all of a sudden just, you know, decide one day, let I'm going to let it go? Well, first, you've got to choose. you got to get to that point in your life where you're going to make this decision. Okay, I'm going to choose to let it go. Now, that may seem like, oh, okay, well, of course, Lorna, but it's important. This is one of the most important steps is choosing to let go. It's just like, you know, in um, addicts in recovery, they say first, you got to admit that you're an addict, right? The first step to recovery is admitting. Well, first step in letting go is by choosing. Deliberately choosing to let go tells your subconscious mind that you're ready to heal and to move on. Your identification with the painful past experience will begin to diminish. Because of the fact that you're choosing to let go. I don't know if any of you guys had ever seen um, Divergent. But in this scene, she is in a sim. And she's fighting herself. And the only way that this, by the end of it, it's the only way she was able to beat the sim was she she chose to let go. She chose to forgive herself. She chose it. She said, I'm not going to fight you no more. I forgive you. She was talking to herself in this. And that's when all of a sudden you're seeing all these little dots. And it just started dissipating. The sim started dissipating. And that's kind of like what it is when we choose to let go. It's like as soon as we kind of just look at ourselves and we say, you know what? I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this pain go. I'm going to let this unforgiveness go. I'm going to let this trauma go. I'm going to let this habit go. I'm ready to heal. Second way we could let go is to observe it. You know, instead of getting overwhelmed every time you replay that painful scene, try to try to understand how you feel and be more present with the way you feel. You know, um, a lot of times I will try to hold back tears and I'll try to hold back the pain that I may be feeling because um, I feel like I got to be strong for someone or I just I just don't want anyone to see me cry or just because I just am being stubborn with myself and I just feel like I just got to have this facade of that I'm okay. But sometimes when I'm in my car by myself and I don't have that pressure to 
to be stronger, to hold back my tears. I just let them go. I just let the tears go and I just feel every feeling that I'm having, whether it's just sadness, just, just you know, missing, um, whether it's fear or whether it's just, you know, just regret or whatever it is. You know, I just try to figure out why am I crying? Why is that memory making me go here? Why is it making me feel this way? So try next time to observe your pain. Also, learn from the experience, but without overdoing it. You know, sometimes I notice, like, even staying present with the pain isn't enough. Like, um, you know, like how I just spoke about how feel, be more present with the way you feel, right? But if that painful memory keeps haunting you, then see what you can learn from it. Do a 180 because that's what we're about, right? We're doing, we're doing 180s. That's what this journey is about, doing 180s with wherever you are, whatever you're facing, whatever season of life you are, no matter what age you are, what background you come from, we're doing this 180 together. So you have to do this 180 and say to yourself, I've got nothing to lose. So what can this experience teach me about myself? Do I need to set better boundaries? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Like really do some inward looking, inward healing, inward looking with what do I need to do with myself to to be able to let this go? But also most importantly, we got to take care of ourselves. When something painful comes up, that trauma and it starts to paralyze you. It starts to bring back those, those bad thoughts, those bad memories, the assault, the words that they spoke over you. Breathe deeply. And accept the fact. Accept that this happened. But breathe in deep. And then just be kind to yourself. Give yourself that grace. Give yourself that mercy. Because you're human. You have emotions. You have feelings. You have a heart. A heart that is beating. We're not the Grinch whose heart is so small. We're not stone cold. But we're human. With a heart that is real and fragile. Celebrate the good that's happening though in your life. Train your mind to see that the glass is half full and not half empty. We've also got to have a positive outlook on life. Even if at the moment you feel like you're living in hell. You got to muster up the courage to see at least one good thing in your life right now. You got to see, even if this had a bad ending, even times in my life, sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, just when I was facing just being depressed and everything, I had to look for those moments. What got helped me was looking for those moments of grace in the journey with my dad, looking for those moments that, you know what, God gave me that. I, I'm so thankful for this for this one moment. I'm thankful for this one conversation. I'm thankful for that one hug. I'm thankful for holding his hand. I'm thankful for that last talk. You know, at first, you know, practicing the gratitude, it could be painful. But also, like any new habit, it gets easier with time. And so I encourage you to get a gratitude journal every day. Just 
write down, even if it's only one thing, just write down one good thing that you're thankful for in that day. If you could think of more, then great, do more, but at least one. I try to do at least five a day. Five things I'm grateful for each day. And so I just hope that this helps you. I hope that, you know, that we can just truly, truly get past those things that haunt us. Truly let go of those things that try to hold us back. Those distractions, the trauma, the words, the the things that people have done. The pain, sadness, depression. I pray that we can all do a 180 together and begin to rejoice with one another in each of our victories and each thing that we're overcoming. You know, right now I'm still facing these individual things of nuts and this mints and something I don't know, I may not let go of. I may not be able to throw away. But I do know that I can continue to live without letting my past dictate who I am today and I know that I can live knowing that uh, you know the memories the last memories I have of my dad are not painful ones but I'm thankful for them I've turned my painful things into grateful things I'm grateful for the last and so I hope that this has helped you today and I hope that you guys have a blessed day like I always say, if you want to get in contact with me during the week, you want to message me, you can find me on Facebook at Lorna Suttles, or you can find me on Instagram at Lorna.Suttles. I hope this was encouraging to you. Help me help you do a 180 together as we're on this journey. You're not alone, but I'm in it with you. Have a great day, and remember, I love you.